Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. Jack Clifton here with you to guide you through the latest of what's going on in our church community, but also play you the sermon uh, from last Sunday's church service. Hope you're doing well and staying dry wherever you are across uh, the Sutherland Shire or the, the greater Sydney region. Um, it's uh, been pretty hectic uh, weather and we certainly um, send our prayers and well wishes to Anyone in Queensland, if you have friends or family or whatever, with all of the uh, the insane floods that have been happening up there, um, yeah, we send our prayer and uh, and well wishes to them at, at this time. Hopefully, you can be encouraged by uh, the the message from Mark Soper in uh, tonight or in the, this afternoon's uh, podcast. We uh, heard Mark preach yesterday on uh, Sunday, February twenty seven. Continuing the life in the spirit series, and we'll play that for you a little bit later on in the podcast. We're also going to uh, hear a little bit about what's happening in the church community as well with some great. Uh, events happening around both our Miranda and Menai locations. Talking of news, uh, let's jump into it and see uh, what is making news around the Shire Salvos churches. So time to take a look at a little bit of uh, news of, of uh, different things that are happening uh, around the church. Reminder that our church services are happening each and every Sunday at 9.30am at our Menai location. And we're continuing our Life in the Spirit series. You'll hear the latest of those sermons uh, in a little bit with uh, with Mark uh, Soper uh, talking to us uh, yesterday or uh, on uh, Sunday's church service on February 27. And our kids programs are also back and you can also uh, come early uh, for church and also after church, uh, there's coffee being uh, being served from the kitchen as well. So a really, uh, really good event uh, there in terms of church happening each and every week. Elsewhere, there is uh, lots of other um, different uh, things that are happening. Um, the Encounter, a night of prayer and praise is happening um, on Monday, the 28th of February at 7pm. That's happening online and there are Zoom details uh, that you can get from the church office as well. If you want to have, uh, want to get a bit more information about that, you can ring the church office uh, directly. At Church Picnic, as you may have heard if you attended church on Sunday, um, it is happening this forthcoming Sunday, the 6th of March. So hopefully the other uh, weather uh, the, the bad weather that is uh, kind of holds off and we can have a little bit of sun and um, a little bit of dry weather for some time. It's going to be happening down at the beautiful Prince uh, Prince Edward Park down there on the Warrenora River. Uh, March 6th, you bring your own lunch and it's from 12pm, so uh, pretty much straight after church finishes. A great opportunity to be chatting with uh, other people from church, whether that's uh, friends uh, that you already know from church or people that you you might not know. It's a, it's a great opportunity for us to uh, be yeah be be chatting with with one another and, and uplifting uh, one another and, and just really encouraging our own uh, church community as well. I was there for the last one um, at Cronulla, which was about four or five weeks ago. Now it was uh, yeah fantastic event. So encourage you to uh, to go along uh, to that. We're going to be hosting the Life in the Spirit series with special guest Anne-Marie Gattenby happening uh, on the 19th of March, so a few weeks away. It's going to be held at our Menai location and it's running from 8.30am until 6pm. Um, if you're interested in this, uh, if you could please RSVP to Lynn McComb by the 16th of March, you can do that by phoning the church office on 95430487 or you can email Lynn directly, lynn.mccomb at the Salvation Army .org.au. That's lynn.mccomb at salvationarmy.org.au. It's only $10. That includes lunch. It's a full day event. And uh, from what people were saying at church uh, last week, it is going to be a great event and one that you don't want to miss. Mark uh, saying that it should be a priority uh, for for us and something you should be putting down in your diary. So that's happening on the 19th, Saturday the 19th 
of March. There is also the Interstate Basketball and Netball Carnival. That's happening from July 11 to July 16 up there in Queensland. Um, if you're interested in, in, in playing either in basketball or netball, have a chat to Jacob Browning or Joel Campbell. Um, they're, uh, they're looking to see if they have uh, numbers to, to put teams in, but obviously a, a bit of a sensitive time as well with COVID and, and different things. So it's still a little bit up in the air, um, but if that's something you're interested in or passionate about, then yeah, please do get in contact uh, with either uh, Jacob Browning or Joel Campbell, um, if you're um, interested. That pretty much wraps up all of the news here in our Shire Salvos news section. Um, there is uh, one other bit of news to uh, be speaking about, and we, we, we touched on this last week, is uh, in regards to scripture teachers. Um, so the local area is uh, is short on scripture teachers um, for um, the, the Bangor Kindergarten and Menai regions. Uh, so Kindy at Illawong Year 1 and Year 2 um, at Alfred's Point, and Kindy at Lucas Heights and Menai Years 3 to 6 all day Wednesday are all uh, needed to be filled. If that's something you may be able to do or you want to have a bit more of a chat and get a bit more information about it, you can contact Beck Kundasami or Kim Briggs um, and they'll be able to point you in the right direction and give you some, uh, yes, a bit more information about that as well. A, a wonderful thing that you can be doing. So if that's something that you can help out with, that would certainly encourage you uh, to do that as well. As always, you can find all this information up to date on our website, shiresalvos.org.au or you can go to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash shiresalvos. We're going to jump in and take a listen to Mark's Soper's sermon from February's 27th edition of the uh, the Shire Salvers Church Service. Uh, Mark was continuing our series um, on uh, life in the Spirit. The goal is God, is what Mark uh, was talking about, calling, uh, saying how we're called to pray for others. Uh, God is love, and, and we know that life isn't easy uh, from an early age. Um, and God is also speaking through this passage to us, uh, not just for us, uh, but also the world. So I hope you get encouragement and enjoy the sermon from Mark Soper as Life in the Spirit continues here on the Shire Salvos podcast. Who's enjoying church this morning? You know? People are asking, did, I, did Jude rehearse that? And I said, mate, I don't know what he rehearses, but um, we'll see how we go. Um, we're in the fifth um, week of a series about life in the Spirit. And um, I believe that God's people need to be continually seeking God, but also more in tune with Him than never before in the days that we face. It is not good enough just to go through the motions. I believe that God is calling His people to get more sensitive with Him, to actually understand Him more, and actually to be more obedient to His voice, but actually making His voice the number one thing in our lives. And I think last week, um, the goal is God. The goal is God. And um, it's interesting this week, we're looking at um, a life in the Spirit, week five. Um, a bit of a theme, overall theme, is praying for others. I believe we've called to pray for others, to lift us up. We think about Ukraine, we're going to have some time to pray for that and some other things in a little while. But I think there's no greater time than God's people to start praying and seeing the Spirit move throughout this world. Would you agree? The world needs Jesus more than ever before. Um, lately, um, interesting that Jude did that this morning. Uh, lately, Jude's been having really bad nightmares for the last probably six weeks, like real bad. And um, so we've been a bit more intentional with him when, we, when he goes to bed. And um, so we've been praying, praying um, with him. And, uh, and just uh, this week, I was praying with him again. And, and sometimes, you know how you try and pray with a child and you pray so that they 
um, can understand a little bit, you know. So you sort of dull things down a little bit, don't use big words, well, I don't use big words anyway. But, um, and we try and get it to a point where they can understand. And normally when he's asleep, when Jude's asleep, or he's just dozing off and he's just a murmur and you can just see his breathing's changing, all this, I just start praying in... Um, well, my words, and I just start praying words of life over him. I say, God, I pray that you would be a mighty man of you. I pray that he would bring thousands to you. I pray that he would make you the number one um, purpose in his life. I pray that you would bring him good friends. I pray that he would be great influence. I pray that he use his words, which not always, he would use his words to bless others and to bless your kingdom and lift each other up and love his sisters. Um, I, I, and I'm praying words over him. And he's sort of dozing off. And then I said, God, I pray that you would send your angels to fight for Jude. And at that moment, he jumps up. And I'm like, no. And he says, he says, who were the angels fighting? And I'm thinking, oh, I don't want a theological. I just want to go to bed, man. It's like 8 o'clock. Come on. And I just said, mate, they're fighting for you. He goes, no, no, but who were the angels fighting? And I said, well, would they're Jesus' angels, and they're fighting, um, and I'm trying to work out, what do I say? I said, oh, they're fighting, you know, the, the bad people and the bad things in life. So Jesus is fighting, uh, sending those angels to fight the bad things in life. And he goes, and he's registering, and he's into superheroes. And he says, oh, so Jesus is fighting Venom. Venom's like a superhero. <laughs> and I said, he's a real scary guy, you can, anyway, Google it. Anyway, so he... Um, but he, I go, yeah, that's right. Jesus is fighting venom for you. And he goes, okay. He goes down, and five minutes later, he's asleep. And from an early age, we understand that this world is not an easy world. And there is good and there is evil. But God is love. God is love. Anything good comes from God. And he has called you and I to activate his love throughout the world. And the way that we do it is we pray for others. And the beautiful thing about the word, and um, I love that Joel got you to read the word, is that that passage will speak to you into your spirit about something specific. And that is God speaking to you. And I'm just simply sharing, when I read this, this is what God spoke to me about. There's no wrong or right, and I'm, and I'm going to share that with you briefly. Um, the Bible reading um, was obviously Acts 12, 1 to 19. I'll give you a quick summary of what you've just read. Um, it's a story of an evil king, of an evil king who had heaps of power. Know anyone like that at the moment? He had heaps of power. God, uh, Jesus had just given a decree to all the apostles saying, go into the world and preach the good news. Baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then there's opposition. There's evil. King Herod, he brings James in, one of the brothers, and he beheads him. Imagine one of your brothers or sisters being killed for their faith. We, we can't even fathom it, but it happens today. And so he gets beheaded. And this is how crazy, this is how tapped in, not to the kingdom of God, of love. This is how crazy King Herod is. He sees that the, the Jews, the Jewish elite, they think it's fantastic. So guess what he does? He goes and gets Peter. And he's about to do that. And he arrests him. He thinks, I'm going to do it again. 
This is how evil this guy is. And then we go on a bit further. Um, then God's, pe- God's people come together. They would have been scared. They do not know what to do. They can't over- overpower the guards and-, and the people. And guess what they do? They pray. Verse 5, they get on their knees and they fervently, earnestly pray. God answers their prayers. He sends an angel. The chains come off. And Peter is freed for this chapter. And I believe that God is speaking through this passage, not just for us, but for the world. And he's calling the church to do a very similar thing. Now, I've got five, when I say points, things I want to remind you. The first two are not very encouraging, but they're factual. And we need to come to let that sit with us. Does that make sense? So the first thing I want to bring out is what spoke to me is we will always have opposition in life. You will always have opposition in life. Think about that. You will always have opposition. It's a fact. Just, we've just got to accept it. Not being defeated. Not that because we're on the winning side. We have everything we need in Christ. Um, you know, we can do all things through Christ's strength. So we're not defeated, but we need, to be, we need to remember that there's going to be opposition, especially when you are choosing to be God's man or woman. Because you're going to bring light into dark places. So there's light, you know, if, if, if we're all like hanging out, oh, life's great, life's great, and life's great, and there's darkness over there, what's God called us to do? He's called us to be light in this world, right? So he wants us to go to dark places. He wants us to bring the kingdom of light into the kingdom of darkness, and that is not going to be an easy transition. Would you agree? And that's what we're called to do. In John 10.10, John, John 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his whole purpose. So there's darkness in this world. We will have opposition in this world. And this is the other thing is, that's the first one. We will always have opposition. Evil people exist in this world. The second thing is this. There is a spiritual battle going on that we cannot always see. There is a spiritual battle going on that you cannot always see. And sometimes we don't understand, but there's something going on in the spiritual realm that we cannot understand. We are called to the practical things, to love people, to forgive, to show grace and kindness, to be practical, to be, stand up for what we believe. We're called to do that, but there's a whole other gamut of things that are happening that we cannot see. And for some of you thinking, oh, this is a little bit airy-fairy spiritual, I'm telling you this, this is actually the word. You look through scripture, this is so biblically based scripture there is a spiritual battle going on it says in ephesians 6 12 for our struggles is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms you're reading daniel 10 i'll tell you a beautiful story in daniel 10 have a read and that gives it the i think the clearest picture of what is happening in the spiritual realm in daniel 10 verses 10 to 14 have a read um Daniel is crying out to God. He's praying and fasting for 21 days. And he's wanting an answer from God. And eventually an angel comes down, um, appears to him and gives him the message of what he was. And he says, gives him the message that he needed. And he says, what t- basically what took you so long, he says, for the last 21 days I've been in a spiritual battle in the spiritual realm. And I came down to give you the message as soon as I heard you. But there's been some tension going on in the spiritual realm. And there is. It is the clearest understanding in Scripture that we have of this spiritual battle. And I can tell you this, there is a spiritual battle like nothing else over our children today. I can tell you this. 
They, the world wants to flood them with so much information, so much stuff that they're not even interested in the things of God. You know, I heard of someone saying all this tragic stuff, what's happening over in Ukraine. And, and um, I saw this father and he's saying, he's a, a soldier, a Ukraine soldier, and he's saying his farewell to his daughter and his wife for the last time. I saw, a, I saw a tank driver of this old man in a car. Pure evil. And we just flicked the channel to Netflix. What's on Netflix? What's on this? And we're so accustomed to seeing tragedy and war movies and ki- like killings and all this. We're so immune to it. It has deadened our spirit and the call for God's people to pray. Pray. You with me? I think this is what's happening. And I believe spiritually we've got to wake up, we've got to get on our knees, and we've got to understand there is a spiritual battle for the souls of people, and we want to see heaven full, and we want to see hell empty. And a key part of that is for us to live our life, our best life, but a key part of that is we have to get on our knees and activate a spiritual uh, chain of events that happens through when God's people pray. The spiritual battle, there's a spiritual battle going on and we cannot always see. And I can tell you there's a spiritual battle going on in Ukraine and Russia. The thief has come to steal, kill and destroy. It's his sole purpose. And Jesus has come that we may have life and life in its all its fullness. Now they're the sort of doom and gloom sort of things. Are the first two things. But the second, third thing is this. This is a good thing. The battle is God's and prayer is our part to play. The battle is God's and prayer is our part to play. In 2 Chronicles uh, 20, 15, it says, This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Does it take a bit of pressure off? The battle's His. But to load the arrows, we need to be praying. To load the arrows, we need to be praying. Prayer hands over the battle to God. And I believe there are some battles we need to hand over God today. I believe we need some chains broken off today. I believe there's some family and some friends in your life that have got severe mental health issues. And that, you know what, they've tried everything. They've tried medication. They've tried, you know, I think, you know, we just need to, okay, okay, God, we need to do those things. But we need to pray fervently like the people in the church. We need to get on our knees and we need to pray. There's, only, there's so much that we can do, but there's so much more that God can do. I think there's some people um, that have got some health things they want to pray over. I think some people have got some challenges, some chains where they feel in bondage. And I think, you know what? God wants to set people free. He wants to set people free. He wants us to live free. And it's our call to set people free through practical elements. We try and do that in our church and help people. But you know what? But in the spiritual realm, we need to set people free, break chains. And it's only prayer that will enable that to happen. This is not to guilt you into pray. pray. I already know the purpose when I say, okay, Lord, what is it that you want your people? I want to encourage you to pray, but I want to remind you of the gift 
the beauty and the power we have. We don't, when I was, I was watching um, the news and I was doing a, um, my sermon prep and I was watching the news and honestly, I just felt absolutely useless. What could I possibly do in what's happening around the world? But more practically, I can remember this week, um, a beautiful lady, she rang me and um, she's a sister, she's got a young brother and her brother has um, basically got a lot of stuff going on in his life. He's just using alcohol as a substitute to work through what he's going through and it's not going well. And um, I've met him, um, I met her and she just had a brokenness that she's just thinking, oh, we'd, we've tried everything, we'd, I don't know what, who else to turn to. And I'll be praying that we see a transformation in his life. I believe there's a spiritual battle. There's a calling of God on his life. And Satan doesn't want him to live it. And by, by my strength, and I'll do the best I can practically to support him, but I believe God has something specific for him to do, and Satan does not want that to happen. Satan doesn't want you to reach your God-given potential, you know what? Because you're going to bring a lot of light to a lot of dark places. And remember, that's what he's all about. You're going to bring a lot of joy to people. You're going to put smiles on people's faces. You're going to see people and they're going to go, oh, thank you so much. You just don't understand how much you've just done for me or what, what that little phone call did or this, this little, you know what? God's going to prompt you like never before. God's going to speak to you like never before. And God's going to move like never before when we get on our knees and we seek his face. In verse 5, the church gathered and they earnestly prayed for Peter. So what, had, what have God's people done for hundreds of years when the going has got tough and when there's, they, do, they cannot see the end of the tunnel and when opposition faces them? What do they do? They pray. It's a surrender. God, I cannot do this. Only you can do this. And you know what? What a beautiful place to be at. There's nothing more scary but relieving and beautiful at the same time. Ever been to that place? Ever been to that place and you go, God, I cannot do this. I can't, I can't, I can't. And you just hand it over to him and you feel the weight just shift. It's still with you. You know what you've got challenges and you've got to work with it. But the weight has just shifted and you have just handed to the only God that can actually make that happen. Making dreams come to reality. I want to remind you this. We pray to win. We're on the winning side, but we pray to win. In John 14, 13 to 14, it says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it in my name for his glory. In Psalm 107, now this is beautiful. You should read Psalm 107, 28 to 30. It says, Then they cried out to the Lord in trouble. Singing this over the Ukrainians. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad, and when it grew calm, and he guided them, guided them to their desired haven, their safe place. Amazing. Now, this is my last point. It's my main point. And I'm not into spiritual formulas. You do this and this is what happens. And what I just think you just seek God. You be obedient to his spirit. You partner with him. And life's pretty good. But I would say this. If you want some encouragement today, this is what happens when you pray. 
So the formula through Scripture, you can see it before. God's people come to a point, they're in need, they pray, something supernatural happens. But also in Scripture, angels are sent. You think in, in uh, with Jesus' own story, the, the angels appears to the wise men. He gives them a message. He, he guides them. And I would say this. Prayer activates angels. Angels break chains. And angels answer prayer. And if you're thinking here, oh, I don't know if I necessarily believe in angels. Well, you don't believe in the Bible because they're all the way through it. Prayer activates angels, angels break chains, and angels answer prayer. This is what happened in the story in the Acts, Acts 12. People are getting beheaded. Peter's in prison. There's no other way for him to go. The, the church come and earnestly pray. Not a one-off prayer like, oh, I pray for Ukraine. Oh, I pray for my friend that doesn't know you. I pray for my friend that's got mental health. No, no, they earnestly, they get on their knees and they're desperately praying for things. And I reckon we all have something that we are passionate Our children, our grandchildren, our friends, our families, our partners, praying for people who we love. And the beautiful thing is how you feel about those close to you is how, a small margin, is how God feels about absolutely everyone on the planet. And he's calling you and I to activate angels on their behalf to break chains. And we see that in the story. They pray, an angel comes, hits him on the side, breaks the chains, gets him to walk through, he's out and they've got answered prayer. And I'd like to say it was all smooth sailing from Peter from then in, from then on, but it wasn't. But at that moment, that's what happened. And the same power, I can't even fathom this, but I'm going to start to claim it more and more. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and I. The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. And I think if we can even let that sit in our spirit, in our, spirit, in our mind and contemplate that, I believe we have a whole heap of world changes right here. Because the Spirit of God is in you. And He is calling, calling all of us to bring light to dark places in people's lives, over people's lives. And right now, I was like, Lord, what am I going to do for the appeal? Maybe I could do this. I'm going to get some chains and we could, everyone could come forward and take a piece of chains to, to remind ourselves that prayer breaks chains. I had all these great ideas. And I said, just mate, just pray. I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, that, that's, that's good. I'll just do that. But I'm not, when we say pray, I want you to start to pray like this. When you go, I'm going to pray, you start to thinking, I'm going to take back territory from the kingdom. When I pray, I'm going to take territory back from the kingdom. When I pray, I'm going to activate angels to do a lot of damage to the, to the evil of the world or venom in Jude's eyes. So when you pray, you are sending, there's a war going on in the spiritual realm and you are sending like this golden bowl of all your prayers. You are sending them. To God, He hears the cries of other people's hearts, and He will activate things. And He wants His kingdom to come. He wants light into darkness. And we remember in the Scripture it says, "Ask anything in My name, anything in My name, and I will do it." And I know that your hearts. I was thinking of Howard, who's presenting. Um, with the Salvation Army leadership, just crying back out goes the call of, we've just got to keep getting back to the main thing, and the main thing is God. We've got to make the Salvation Army just about 
the kingdom of God in practical terms. I believe that God has battles that we need to break for the Salvation Army, for Ukraine, for our friends, for our family. I believe there's breakthrough that needs to happen. So right now for the next 10 minutes, we are going to have some breakthrough prayer. And you know what? I am claiming it and believing it that God wants to answer the deep cries of his people. Because his people want to bring his love and his light into dark places. I know that people have got siblings, brothers and sisters, that have got terrible mental health. And there's a massive disconnect between family. Broken relationships. And I believe God wants to do that. And you know what? We've tried everything. Yep, you've tried everything. And we need to continue to earnestly get on our knees and pray and seek him. And right now we're just going to have 10 minutes just to pray. I'm not going to orchestrate it much more than that. But we're just going to have some, some prayer. But you know when you think, oh, we're, we're just praying. No, no, no. You're activating angels. You're going to have some chains getting broken. Angels break chains and angels answer prayer. That is what happens when God's people come and kneel down before the throne. It is one of the, not one of, it's the best thing that you can do is pray. There's no wrong way. There's no right way. But pick the things that, that are sensitive to you. Some siblings, some family members, anyone that you know that doesn't know how good Jesus is. And pray for Ukraine. There's, I think, nine or ten churches, the Salvation Army, there's other churches, denominations, but there's nine or ten core who serve some of the most marginalized people in Ukraine. Imagine what Sunday's like for them. I think the least that God's people could do is get on their knees activate some angels, break some chains and have some prayers answered today. Could be about getting fuel, could be getting food, could be just maybe see their brother or their sister again. I think the least that God's people could do is get on their knees and pray. And it is powerful. It's not futile. It's not just, oh yeah, this changes things. Prayer changes things. I want to remind you, I want to encourage you. Prayer shifts the spiritual realm. And we take more territory. Every time you pray, this is what happens in the spiritual room. You take more territory. You were there and you keep taking more territory. You keep taking more territory in your family's life. When you pray with your spouse, it could be awkward. And you're like, oh, we don't normally do this. And you pray. You know, it changes things. It shifts things. When you pray with someone. I remember with my mate who, who's not a Christian, um, but I love him. And we catch up and we go for a walk and he's just sharing his heart. And I can just see he's just frustrated, a little bit broken. I said, mate. Do you mind me praying with you? And he goes, yeah. He's looking around. We're in the cafe. I said, don't worry, mate. We'll keep our eyes open so we don't look crazy. And um, I'm, just, I'm just praying words of life over him and his family, praying that he would find a home for his, his, his family that he desperately wants, praying for good mental health over his, his family, praying for, for him and his business as a provider, and just praying, you know what, and just a shift. And I'm just I'm believing it. I've set a reminder, 11.23, every day I'm going to pray for him in his circumstances. And sometimes I'll forget. Sometimes I'll hit snooze. But you know what? I will pray and we will see shifts. And I can tell you this, God wants to see some chains broken. So I'm going to stop talking and we're just going to pray. 
And if you would like prayer, there's a mercy seat here. You can come and just pray as a special place. Um, If you would like to be prayed for over your situation, that's open as well. Um, I think Val and Joel and some other people might want to come and stand at the front if you would like prayer. But right now, we're just going to spend some time with the chain breaker. Really enjoying the Life in the Spirit series and hope that you were encouraged or enjoyed that as much as, as I did and, and no doubt others did um, that were, were there in, in person um, and uh, yeah, hope that it has been uh, be able to help you on perhaps what might be a, a tough week coming up. It might be an easy week. It, yeah, who knows uh, what's, uh, what's happening. God certainly knows what's happening in your life and yeah, we hope that you were able to, to get something out um, of that sermon uh, from Mark, a, a really important uh, message that he's been uh, continuing to deliver to us in this Life in the Spirit series. That wraps up everything here on the Shire Salvos podcast for this week. Just a reminder that we do the Shire Salvos podcast each and every week. We're wrapping up all the latest news of what's happening around the uh, the church community at Menai Miranda, and we always have those at church sermons for you as well. So if you ever miss a church service, make sure you jump in and have a listen to the Shire Salvos podcast. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us this week. I'll uh, uh, be seeing you next, or you'll be hearing my voice next week on another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. God bless. Talk to you next week.